Welcome to episode 40 of Darren and Matt's 80s Adventure. Mm. 40. 40. 40. 40. Mm. Yeah. So we're in our 40s now. We are in our 40s. Absolutely yeah. every way possible. <laughs> uh, and it's been a good week, hasn't it? Yes. It's a week to start celebrating, fingers crossed, cautiously. So that's good. Oh, this is old news though, because this is this, going yeah. out. This is my birthday episode. This is your birthday episode. Yeah, it was my birthday yesterday. So, oh, happy yeah. birthday. 43. The big five oh. 43. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, whatever happens, you're still four years older. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, not as of yesterday, three years older now. Ooh. Yeah. For a while. Yeah, until we get to October. Shit your face. Um, <laughs> and what a week. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so this week uh, we are looking at Stand, Stand By, by me. me. Yeah. The Rob Reiner 86 uh, movie. Didn't know it was Rob Reiner. Did you not? No. Oh, you did your research properly then. Well, no, I, d- I knew it now, <laughs> but I, I knew it now. I know it now. Right. But I didn't before I watched it. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, there's lots, lots about this film because this is a new film to me, really. Right. Last time oh. I watched it, Darren. Yeah. I was in my twenties. Right. I was hungover. No. At your house. As if. At like, your like we house. used to drink in our twenties. And we we drank about five bottles of wine the night before. I'd slept on the couch <sighs> and then before going home the next day, we watched Stand By Me while your mother cooked his breakfast. <laughs> God bless her. Thanks, Ma. <laughs> yeah. So that's the that's one. Twenty years ago. Yeah, it's about twenty years ago. It's the one and only time I've ever seen this. Wow, it'd be interesting to find out what you feel about it then. Mm. Now, before we go any further, I guess we better introduce ourselves. Oh yeah. Hello. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, there's Dar- I'm Matt. And I am Darren. And this is our 80s adventure. Yes. Uh, thanks for coming along with us. Without any further ado, I suppose. Should we go back to 1986? Why not? So I do have some facts about 1986, Darren. Oh, looking forward to these. I mean, I say that like it's a new thing. I've got facts every week. <laughs> So, it is the last time that we saw, now I say Haley's or Halley's, yeah. Haley's Comet, yeah. 1986 was the last time we saw it. Yeah. Well, yeah, until it comes around again. But, yeah, um, coming around again. What he said, well, it must, it must be another 50 years or something. Yeah, it's, it, yeah so it, it, it comes by every 70, 75, something, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see it again soonish. Um, <laughs> right. Well, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, okay, also in 1986, the first advert for a sanitary towel was broadcast on British television. They use a blue liquid? That's probably, yeah. <laughs> I never understood that. Channel 4, yeah, well, this is it. You probably got girls up and down the country going, mine's not blue. <laughs> <laughs> if it is, there's something very wrong with you, you alien. I still like the <laughs> this going off a bit of a Go on, go now. on, go for it. <laughs> I can't remember which one of us it was that said it. I think it might have been Simon, because he invents everything. But I always remember when uh, Leona Lewis brought out that song. Uh, they should have used it for a sanitary child. Like, oh, keep bleeding. No. Keep, keep bleeding. <laughs> oh, that's in very poor taste, Darren. That is in very poor taste, Darren. Right. Right. <laughs> I always thought Flying Without Wings, forget it. Okay. Uh, and also that year, the sitcom Bread 
came out of BBC oh, One. Oh, it was 86. 86. Oh, God, that was a staple in our house on a Sunday Me night. Me too. So that you had that on, on BBC One. Yeah. Uh, then Children's TV in 1986, we had the Raggy Doll. <laughs> Yeah, that was sort of a bit after my time, really. What a time to be alive, though. Bread and Raggy Dolls in the I'd, same year. I had Halley's Comet. Oh, wow. <laughs> and a sanitary tile advert. There we go. <laughs> Life was full. <laughs> All right, did you know, I, I did not, uh, the 335-year war? Have you heard of that? No. So it ended in 1986, and it was a, uh, an alleged war between the Netherlands and the Isles of Scilly. <laughs> Okay. Right, so it lasted 335 years without a single shot being fired. Um, And apparently, so in 1986, they went, right, it's not going to be a war, whatever else. And peace was declared in 1986. But it's it's like... The Netherlands and the Isles of Scilly. Yeah, it's kind of a hypothetical war, maybe. It may never have actually existed. But yeah, it's known as the 335-year war. Do we know what started it? it, No. Nope. Oh, (laughs) okay. Fair enough. I thought it was nice and random. Nice. I thought. I think there's like some other fact as well. When at the end of the Second World War, when uh, everything was uh, signed and declared as being over, I think they left off one county from the UK. So technically, it was still at war with Germany. I no, think, I think it was Monmouthshire or something like that. It was still at war with Germany for about uh, you know, sixty years. And I went, oh shit, we better. Get, yeah. <laughs> oops. That is an oops, isn't it? Yeah. A bit of an oversight. Yeah. <laughs> and my final fact of 1986 is yeah. Stephen King mm-hmm. released the book It. Oh, I thought it was before that. Well, they whacked that out into a movie pretty quick, didn't they? Yeah. Great. There we go. Yeah. That is it. Nice. Hey, that is it. That is it. It's nice. And it, it, okay. it tethers nicely into what we're looking at this evening. What, the charts? No, the film. <laughs> oh, yeah. Duh. Stand By Me had its general release in the USA and Canada on the 22nd of August 1986. And so this week, we are looking at the UK Top 10 for the week commencing the 17th of August 1986. At number 10 this week, it's a fall of two places for Lulu and Shout. At number 9, it's a fall of three places for Stan Ridgeway and Camouflage. At number 8, climbing nine places from last week's 17, it's Phil Fearon and I Can Prove It. And it's a climb of 11 places from last week's 18 to number 7 this week for Lionel Richie and Dancing on the Ceiling. At number 6, it's last week's number 10, It Bites and Calling All the Heroes. And it's a non-mover at number 5 for Gwen Guthrie and Ain't Nothing Going On But The Rent. It's another non-mover at number 4 for Anita Dobson and the Simon May Orchestra, the theme tune from EastEnders, Anyone Can Fall In Love. And another non-mover as we enter the top three for Sunita and So Macho slash Cruising. At number two, it's last week's number one. It's Krista Burr and The Lady in Red. Which means we have a new number one this week. It's last week's number two for Boris Gardner and I Want to Wake Up With You. And that was the UK Top 10 for the week commencing the 17th of August, 1986. What an unusual week. I know. I know, a TV theme, uh, a couple of love songs. Anyone can fall in love. Yeah. <laughs> dreadful, <laughs> dreadful song. <laughs> they say if they thought it was a good idea, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, it got into the top bloody ten. Yeah, the top bloody ten. The top bloody <laughs> <Didn't> ten. <it> <laughs> just... <laughs> My dad spit your words out. Um, <sighs> and number one, bo- mm. was it Boris Gardner? Boris Gardner. I want to wake up with you. It's a really nice song. Okay. You don't know it? No, I don't think I do. What a time to be alive, eh? 
What a time to be alive. So what, what else <laughs> did we have that? that there was uh, uh, so a bit of Lionel. Of... Yeah, a bit of Lionel. That was good. Yeah, that's on the scene. Calling all the heroes. Shooting up the town, boys. But ain't nothing going on but the rent. It that, ain't uh, nothing going on but the rent. That just reminds me of Eddie Murphy when he's doing his stand-up. Kind of going, <laughs> we got all these songs in the 80s. Ain't nothing going on but the rent. I was like, oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, just outside the top 10, you've got Brother Louie at Modern Talking at number 12. Papa Don't Preach, Madonna at 13. I like that one. We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off at 15 for Jermaine Stewart. I thought that you were just talking to me. They were like, no, we don't, <laughs> we don't Darren. <laughs> uh, Glory of Love, Peter Satira at uh, 18. Yes. From which film? Uh, well, loads of films. Oh, come on. <laughs> Karate Kid 2. Never seen it. You, what? Huh? You've never seen Karate Kid 2? What? I think I have. Maybe once. Oh, my God. I've definitely seen the video of, of that song. Uh, <laughs> Human from the Human League at 19. I'm carrying on. I'm getting the look. I'm getting the look. Let's go all the way from Sly Fox. Don't leave me this way from the Communards at 28. You give love a bad name from Bon Jovi at 38. So that's all right. Yeah. It's, it's a, like you say, a good time to be alive. Yes. I mean, it, living in a world where Anita Dobson's beating <laughs> Bon Jovi in the charts. <laughs> Hey, it was the 80s. Nothing was impossible. Nothing was impossible. Yeah, and, and sometimes there was no counting for taste. But there we go. Good. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, yeah, nice, nice, nice chart. Nice, nice. Yeah, some good songs there. I can't believe you don't know Boris Gardner, though. We'll have to have a listen to that. We will have to have a listen. Yeah. I'm sure you'll recognise it. So, coming up next, then, we do have your challenge, Darren. Coming up next. Yeah. <laughs> coming up next on Darren and Matt's 80s Adventure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we do have your challenge. Yes, my five-step challenge. I was going to say regular listeners, but yeah. So you got basically you got five steps to mm-hmm. get from last week's film to this week's film, but it goes down a step a week. So you're down to two steps. Is that two correct? Two steps this week. Yes. Yeah. So last week's film was Superman Two, mm-hmm. and as we said, this week's film is Stand by Me. So I get two steps to go from there to here. Can it be done? Let's find out. Starring in Superman Two was Terence Stamp. So that's where we're going to start this week. Okay. So the first move, move number one. Terence Stamp was in Young Guns. And move number two, also in Young Guns, was Kiefer Sutherland, who was in Standby. Okay. So that was quite, quite a simple one this week, thank God. Yeah. Did it take you long? No, not really. Right, okay then. <laughs> However, next week, I have to do it in one move. Yeah, we might, we might revise the rules once uh, yeah. we get next week done. Yeah, please. <laughs> Hell. Yeah, so there we go. That was it. That's the, the two-step challenge. Yeah, well week. done, mate. Thank I'll you very much. To that. I'll drink to that. There we go, then. And also, talking of drinkies. Talking of drinkies, mm. as it is episode 40. And a wee celebration episode. E- every 10 episodes. I don't know what the fuck that accent was. I apologise <laughs> for anyone I just offended. <laughs> You're doing your super grand there. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing that, that she can't do. do. Um, <laughs> Patreon special. Join it and you can hear that one. Um, so... Yeah, we always decide to have a bit of Prosecco, don't we? When it's, Yes, uh, you do. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every 10 episodes. Are we ready? <laughs> hey, there we go. It's really not a sound effect. It is genuinely yeah. pouring Prosecco. Yeah. It's, it's going to certainly yeah. affect us when it comes to the quiz. Ain't that the truth? Also, the glasses we're, we're using. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking they're a wedding gift or something? They were a wedding gift for, for me and the missus. So why have I got missus? <laughs> because I'm Mr. Right, obviously. okay then. <laughs> Cheers. Cheersy. Mmm. Ooh. That's all right, actually. Yeah, it's nice. Nicely chilled as well. Listen to a slurring. So, there we go then. Yes, uh, stand by me. Yep. Initial reaction. It was It was really... I, I was going to fake you out there, and kind of go, <laughs> but I'm not. It was just, just a really lovely film, isn't yeah. it? That's the thing. It's just really lovely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I wasn't really being critical when watching it, but... It's just the performance is really nice. The way it's filmed is great. It's uh, like it's... a travelogue for, for Oregon, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're giving them a load of money just to make this this nice video to attract visitors because it looks stunning. I must say, though, all the railway tracks, I did expect walkers to pop out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have been ruined by uh, Walking Dead, etc. Um, But, yeah, initial impressions, because as I say, it's my second time watching mm-hmm. this. Uh, it was just a really, really nice watch. Good. Uh, yourself? Oh, I love it. I absolutely love this film. There's something about it that just grabs me. It's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful film. Uh, it's so well cast. It's so well shot. The story is is it's, it's a nice, simple story. I don't nice is the right word, but there's there's so much that sort of speaks. I remember you know, hanging out with mates at that age, and uh, you know some of the sentiment behind it is is just absolutely spot on. Yeah, I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, there's a lot, load of surprises for me in this. Right. I mean, I knew you had Will Wheaton. <laughs> yeah, that's Will been ruined Wheaton. as well, isn't it? <laughs> Thanks, Family Guy. And uh, I knew Kiefer was in it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, River Phoenix um, and Corey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good old Corey. Yeah. I don't remember... I mean, this is it. This is my brain playing tricks. I don't remember um, Jerry O'Connell being in it as right. much as he was. I yep. thought it was more three of them in here. But yeah, it's obviously the four of them. Yeah. And he's terrific. Yes, he is. He's <laughs> just fantastic. Uh, you watch a couple of interviews with him as well. He is just Vern. <laughs> he comes across as a really nice sort of, not goofy, but yeah, yeah a bit of a goofy guy. Yeah. He didn't change at all when he grew up, did he? No. No, physically. He just. <laughs> no, he didn't become a good looking bastard at no, all. No, no. Bastard. But yeah, there's so much to break down in this. Mm. There is there's so much to talk about. Well, in that case, let's, let's not hang about. Should we, uh, should we go deeper? Regular listeners to the podcast will know that at this point in the podcast, Matt has a challenge to give us the synopsis in the film, and he has as many seconds as the film has minutes. So, Mr. Matthew, how long is this film? Mr. Darren, it is 89 minutes. 89 minutes. So you have 1 minute 29 seconds. <laughs> I can see your brain working there. <laughs> <laughs> 1 minute 29 seconds to give us the synopsis of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you up to the challenge? I think I might be. Okay, let's have the jingle. <laughs> And if you're ready, go. The story starts with a mysterious man in a car who then goes on to reflect on his life. We meet a young Gordy, Chris and Teddy playing cards in a treehouse. They're joined by Vern who tells them he overheard his brother saying they'd seen a body of a kid who'd gone missing. They decide to go and find him. They tell their parents they're sleeping out and we also get a glimpse into Gordy's home life where his parents are mourning the loss of his brother not long ago. Gordy and Chris meet in town where Chris shows Gord a gun and they get picked on by Ace and Eyeball. They set off on their journey but realise they have no food to agree to get something on the way with their pooled money. They stop at a junkyard and discuss boobs. Well, what young lad doesn't think about sexy time? Gord gets food from the shop and then the boys have to make a run from the owner of the junkyard who gets in their faces. They arrive at a train bridge and start to cross and we get the iconic moment of the boys escaping the slowly, very, very slowly, 
approaching train. They make camp in the woods that night and Gord regales them with a story about Lardass Hogan and they all try to sleep. Ace and his gang play baseball with mailboxes just because. They're also about to seek the body because they are so cool and mean and cool and mean and cool and mean. Our heroes take a shortcut through the swamp and we get covered in leeches but finally make it to the body. Ace and his gang show up only to be chased off by Gord with a gun. The boys walk home and we find out what has happened to them all since and we finish up with an older Gord and his kid as he finishes his book. Okay, there we go then. That's the synopsis of the film. Just uh, remind us how long the film was. 89 minutes. 89 minutes. So you had 89 seconds. I did. Uh, (laughs) One minute, 29 seconds to give us the synopsis. You did it in, drum roll, 121.36. So I have to drink. That was close. Yeah, very close. I mean, I could have summed it up in about two, three, well, two, three <laughs> seconds. Like, all right, they go and find a body and come home again. But <laughs> you all right there? Oh, yes. Yeah. Dry, mm, crisp, nice. Yeah, so there we go. What a film. Yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, oh, I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to gush about this film. And I might actually cry at some point because it's just, it's just so much about the film just speaks to me, I think. And I'm, um, it's so. Did you did you do that? I mean, not obviously go and see find try and find a dead body, mm. but you must have gone on adventures when you were absolutely. Up. You know, breaking uh, breaking the rules. I guess is is part of growing up. And uh, I didn't break the rules in it badly. I was never a bad kid. But what kid doesn't stay out with their friends or go where they're not supposed to go or get up to a bit of naughtiness? So yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why it speaks to everyone that watches it because it, we, we've all got experiences like that. And spending time with your mates is what it's all about. So I, I think I, yeah, I did tell you this the other day. But um, so when I was nine, so not too far the age of these kids, I took my brother, who's three years younger than me, mm-hmm. uh, and the two next door neighbours. So all four of us, we got on our bikes, my rally striker. Nice. And we rode to Seaton Beach. Now, from where we live to Seaton Beach is a good 12 miles. And that's... Seaton Beach? Down in Cornwall? Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. So we, we got on the bike. So dad was meant that's to be watching... Loo. Yes. Is that the right one? As you go down the big hill. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. So we, we got on our bikes and we loved Seaton Beach. We thought it'd be really fun to go there. Dad was asleep because he was working nights. So meant to be watching us, but no. <laughs> um, we cycled all the way there. I might have been 10 or 11, but it was, I was definitely around that age. Right. Wow. Uh, I lost a shoe. Yeah. Mum was not happy when she got back from work. So I'm we, not surprised. But we had an adventure, though. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about. That's yeah. what it's all about. We had an adventure. There was there was four kids on bikes trying to make their way. To, and it took us fucking hours. Yeah, I'm not surprised. How I mean, did you get back? Well, you had to... The thing is, we had to go on the Torpoint Ferry as well. Yeah, we yeah. yeah we rode back. You rode back? Yeah. Up that big bastard no, hill? No, we, we pushed the bikes up the hill and then rode the rest of the way back. And in fact, I think one of the lads that was with us had uh, one of those bikes that it had electronics on it. You know, it's right. it nothing to do with the actual. Uh, who would buy a bike with electronics? No, on but it? Uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't control anything on the bike. It just made like sounds, oh, like lasers nice. and things nice. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my grifter had three gears and did fuck all. <laughs> but <laughs> it had nothing to do with anything. I mean, we we both grew up in Plymouth, and there there were legends and things like that of. Um, there was a tunnel in, I think, Morristown. Right. And people used to say, oh, there's bodies in there. and Because you, you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't see the other end of the tunnel until you're halfway through it, right. you see. So you Fuck get that. to the middle and you'd be able to see the light. But yeah, it was um, the dark tunnel or something. And so nice. that, those are like urban legends. But I know I'm going off on one. Behind it's... where I used to live was a coal merchant. Right. And the, the rumour of the, the neighbourhood lads was, yeah, he's got bodies buried in there. <laughs> and you, you, you would get... yeah. You believe all that sort you, of stuff. Yeah, this is it. So this is all 
you know, that, so I got that feeling when I was watching this film. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's exactly what that just sums it up perfectly. It's, it's that sort of feeling. For, for me, it's like going on um, the kids' trips with the, the YMCA up to, to Dartmoor. Just outside of Princeton, we went to this place called Bachelors Hall. Did, did you cycle there by yourself? No, um, no, we didn't do that. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, I was a lot ass even then. But, um, you know, it's sitting in the dorm of a nighttime with the lights off, just with torches and telling each other stories like the hairy hands of Dartmoor and things like that. Just, it's it's that feel. And, and this, to be fair to, to Rob Reiner and the, and the two guys that adapted the, the Stephen, because this, this is from a Stephen King novella, The Body. To be fair to all four of them, this is ex- that is exactly the feeling that I get from this film. And it's, it's done so well. Have you read the... It's, the, the novella no i did buy it a few years ago but god knows where it's disappeared um i think it was before we moved here so I'd okay probably in a box somewhere well that's that's a mission you can go and seek <laughs> it out <laughs> we'll have to get four of us together yes and try to find the body we've got to find the body <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i think it's in the same book as um shawshank but that might be bullshit okay. i don't know <laughs> all right now uh we we've chatted about this as well and this is quite controversial to say i th- i think i much prefer adaptations of king's work that are are dramas yep. than his horror stuff. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, I like a lot of his horror films. Uh, or the films they tend that are based to start well, novels. don't they? I think, yeah. I think they start well and then just kind of peter out. Yeah, they, they, they just don't work. Um, whereas Shawshank and this, even and Green Mile as well, it's infinitely better. See, one of my, I've got a really guilty pleasure. One of my favourite Stephen Kings is called The Langoliers. Yeah. Have you ever heard of it? I've heard or... of it. I think I started watching the film as well. It's Yeah, a plane ends up going back in time. Right. And it, back in time, these monsters eat time. So okay. so time's constant and these Langoliers eat what's left behind. And these people have got to then get back to the future. Back, if you yeah. Like. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, maybe I haven't seen that one. Maybe it's but really yeah, yeah. bad CGI. But That's I quite right. enjoyed the story. But yeah, this this is just... It's great. Yeah. And there's, there's a, a, a wealth of stuff out there about the film. Uh, and apparently once King had... Well, he, um, I think Reiner showed him a cut of the film just before it was released and he had to take 15 minutes and go outside. It affected him that much. Yeah? Yeah. Did he cameo in this? Because he tends to. I don't think so. Um, maybe. I don't know. There's probably not a lot of chance to cameo. No. I mean, there are no other characters, really, apart from maybe... There's a little bit in the town, isn't there? There's a little bit in the town, but you've got the, the bad gang uh, and our boys, You've got the were. Jets and the Sharks. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah <laughs> pretty much. And and a couple of sort of extraneous characters that come in yeah. uh, and, and out, So, but that's it. Yeah, also, yeah, obviously we'll get to the cast, but I was... I could, like, like, John Cusack? What? Yeah. Oh, the way it's shot as well. It's just all done with that sort of sepia tone. Mm-hmm. It's And the music is just beautiful for it. It's Yeah, yeah, it really yeah. works. Yeah, there's a real air of melancholy over this film, and I'd never really noticed that before. But watching it last night, it was like, God, this is really tugging at the heartstrings, but not pushing it. I, mean, I know we're not going into specific moments, but if you've seen the film, you'll know it's, I think it is just one big moment of this. Um, it's the The boys are just... It's that level of camaraderie that mm. you had with some lads when you're growing up. Exactly, exactly. Like like um, Richard Dreyfuss types on the screen at the end. You, you know, no one, or he never had friends like he did when he was that age or whatever. Mm. Jesus, does anyone? Well, um, yeah. See, I disagreed with him on that because my absolutely. my 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 best friends are the ones I have right now, and a lot of those I met after I was twelve. So <laughs> yeah, I think in terms of those adventures. But what what I can relate to, I can relate to being that age, but I can also relate to having strong friendships like that. Mm. It is sad that they faded away. Yeah, it's the end of their, that that era of their friendship, isn't it? Like it says, they're, they're moving on to junior high, so they're all going to be pulled apart in different streams or classes or year groups, yeah. or whatever you want to call it now. So yeah, I mean that is that's really sad. 
What oh, what got me, Daz? Yeah. What got me? I mean, this is a really good bit of cinema. Is when he's talking about Chris, yeah, and him oh. uh, getting stabbed, and then you see Chris fading out of yeah. shot. You're like, oh, you bastard! Yeah, yeah, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? It's absolutely heartbreaking, especially with what happens to him. Yeah, Awful. yeah, yeah, completely. Twenty minutes in, I'm gone already. <laughs> right, <clears throat> shut up, you girl. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's it's so well made. It's 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 beautiful, and there's so many little moments like that. And uh, like I said, that the whole John Cusack moments are, are really touching. The stuff with Chris Chambers or River Phoenix when he fades away is really touching. And just the whole idea behind it. That's one of your last summers of innocence, if you like. I think they even say it in the film, isn't it, that we we were who we were then. There was nothing else to worry about. Mm. And for me, the, the line that's, I can't remember what the line is, but it's when they're in the, they fall into the swamp and Teddy's fucking about. And he says, well, act, act your age. She said, I am acting my age. I am this age. I'll never be this young again. Yeah. Um, and this is, it's, it's absolutely it. It's, 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 that's on the head for me. I, and I remembered that bit. As soon as then, I went, oh, fucking hell, leeches. Leeches! <laughs> I did forget about it being on his balls, though. <laughs> I don't think you get away with making a film like or uh, using that shot now. No, probably not. But there's a lot that I, I looked at and I thought there's... I mean, having the kids smoking, obviously yeah. it wasn't real cigarettes no. or anything. Cabbage but... leaves or lettuce leaves or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and actually on the bridge as well. I know a lot of it is, is not them, but there are shots of them there. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I know I put that in my snot with the, like, where the train's going quite <laughs> slowly. <laughs> but it is, isn't it? At yeah. some point. So yeah. you... I guess going over a bridge as well, you have to go slower. I mean, they deal with the tamer. I don't know. But obviously it's a film. They don't want to kill any kids no. or crew. <laughs> That's that's probably sensible. Yeah. I mean, there were some combs harmed in the making of this film. Oh, Vernon is comb. <laughs> I like that. You don't even have hair. Yeah, but I brought it for you. <laughs> that's nice, man. I love Vern. Vern's my favourite. Is he? Yeah. And there's some great insults and banter there. Oh, I bet you love the insults. Love the insults. Uh, and then your mother goes around the corner and she licks it up. That's a, finding new and uh, inciting ways to whatever it is to to insult your friend's mother. It's just well, I mean we do it all the time to each other. Do we? Your mum. Oh, stop it! <laughs> it's been a while, and it's been a while since I said it. Oh, all right, what? okay. <laughs> oh dear. So, what are your highlights in this? I mean, if there's uh, one of my highlights has to be the whole sitting around in the junkyard talking about Annette's tits. That's it. Because it's funny. It resonates though, because it. It's you know it's the stuff that young lads are starting to talk exactly. about at twelve years old. Yeah, you're starting to take an interest in like oh instead of like oh they're girls they got cooties or whatever yeah. else you know it's like oh they're yeah. girls. It's funny, but also you know the, the fact they're still kids they're still trying to chuck pebbles into a can. It or made me laugh though when they said water. about the A and the E getting all rounded. Oh, it's too, it's just too funny. It's too funny. I think Annette's tits are getting bigger. Yeah. <laughs> I, I even Googled the Mickey Mouse person they're talking oh, about. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was like, because <laughs> well, the Mickey... you don't want to do that. She's probably a child. No, no, no. But I wanted to see, like, not not their boobs. Uh, of course. Them, but, I know, I know. But I know. because I actually, I thought it might come up in the quiz later. So right. uh, I, I looked at uh, Annette. I can't remember her last name now. But just to see, because I, I didn't even know the Mickey Mouse Club was running then. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, well, yeah, Mickey Mouse has been around for a long time, but I didn't didn't even know that. So, yeah, I've I've done a lot of research into some of the stuff around this time period when it comes to even products. Well, we're back in the bloody 50s again, aren't we? We are back in the 50s. (laughs) But yeah, uh, the the lads sat around talking about like boobs. Yes, Uh, it's really funny. In fact, I I couldn't understand what they were saying at first. I thought it said bet. Right. So I, I was like, bet. 
Mickey Mouse Club, and it was Annette. And yeah. Then, yeah. I'm getting old, Dad. My hearing's going. <laughs> eh? Eh? What's that, love? The dog. <laughs> Chopper. <laughs> uh, genius. Milo himself is, is a, a genius. Loony, loony, loony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's just too funny. And then he really presses that, that nerve, does he? Teddy's... Well, to say Teddy's got a, a complicated relationship with his father is an understatement, really, yeah, isn't it? I think every single one of the boys has uh, some some issue. Yeah, um, don't know about Vern so much. Uh, well, he can't find his pennies. But that, that no, but is in <laughs> he doesn't seem to have any parental issues. And no, uh, no, I guess I guess I guess because they all were going to stay at his, weren't they? Is yeah. in like that. Then, then maybe he's got the more. I don't know, stable, stable home, home life. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, Gordy is um, it, well, it's lost his brother, and his and his family don't give a shit about him. And his dad, he's a horrible bastard. Oh, he is, isn't he? Yeah. Even, it, even when his brother was alive, yeah. though, he just, just it didn't was seem all to... about Danny, all about Danny, yeah. nothing to do with and Gordy. poor Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, not very nice characters at all. Chris obviously comes from bad stock. Just never going to be given a chance in the town. That was fun, man. That that's a great line. Well, I'm going to get hiding anyway. So yeah. shit, yeah. <laughs> and obviously Teddy, whose uh, whose dad was a, a World War Two vet, stormed the beach at Normandy, and then it's given to fits of violence and almost burned his ear off. Yeah, horrible. That's yeah. crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and it's clearly had an effect on his kids. Um, yeah. Yes, it's going to sound weird. This is quite a brave film to make, though, isn't it? I think it it's very easy to give. Uh, a bunch of young actors, a script, and say, let's go and make this buddy comedy or yeah. this. Yeah. But this this had real depth to it's it. It's real drama, isn't it? Yeah. And also, without a cast like this, which we'll get to in part two, yeah. what a different film it would be. It could have been... Because yeah, you, hate, you hate kids on screen. Well, I don't hate them. No, no, I, but I, if, I, they're, if they're bad, I, you I don't like find, them. I find precocious brats, stage mom kids, uh, yeah, then I probably do sort of hate them a bit. But these young performers uh, are stunning, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, uh, they've, a few of them had their own issues over the, over time, as as we as we know, as we'll, we'll find out when we go into it. But uh, yeah, they just come together, and they, and they look like I, I said before. I don't one hundred percent believe in the whole um, uh, chemistry. Chemistry. Yeah. Come on, come on, brain. It's all right. It's because we got chemistry. I knew. <laughs> yes, yes, I nice, knew what you were saying. I don't believe in that on stage. <laughs> I think a good actor will be able to do that. But at that young an age, there has to be some chemistry for them to trust each other that much. Well, I think so, especially if they've all been they've been put in this situation where the film. I mean, there's some experience, some not, I guess. Yep. I hadn't looked in their back catalogue at the time, but because uh, they've all done stuff since. Yep. But being put in a situation where you're, you're going to form a bond, like we used to do youth theatre, and those 30-odd 30, 30 people you're with for the entire summer, you formed a bond with, didn't they, you? They definitely become your family, whether, yeah. whether you get on with everyone or not. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what happens in families, isn't it? Uh, and apparently at the start of this, rather than going straight into filming, Ryan had got them all together and just the five of them did two or three weeks worth of just playing theatre games and getting them used to each other. And then they went off to make the film. You can see that. Yeah. You can see they are used to each other. Yeah. I almost want to put my fist towards your face to see if you flinch and then double punch you. <laughs> That's right. Two for flinching. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So any, any other highlights for you? I, I, lo- I love I, yeah, one of the... Iconic scenes for me is the running across the bridge because it's my other one as well. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it is just. I mean, I'm scared. I'm fucking petrified of heights. Yeah, so I probably would be crawling. <laughs> I'd probably, I'd probably be doing exactly. And you what... would definitely have a comb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you used to have a comb. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, 
I probably <laughs> I probably would be the one that's crawling because I'm fucking petrified of heights. Oh, it's when you and if start... you can see through, I'm like, nope. Yeah. If a train's coming, yeah, you do get over that fear very quickly and stop. <laughs> stop. It's when he's just running along and crying. <laughs> would you be it's... running or would you be jumping? I'd, I'd run as much as I could. I see. I think I'd stand a better chance jumping off. To be fair, though, the speed it was going, I'd probably just wait till it got up to me and then just yeah. stand on the front. <laughs> I hadn't noticed how. <laughs> it's it's only the long shots, isn't it? Because it looks. Yeah. Um, you know, when you've clearly, I think it must be green screen or something as well. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a few shots where they try and sort of use a lens to make it look like the trains are up behind them. It doesn't always work. The green screen stuff definitely doesn't work now. No, but it didn't take me out of it. No, exactly. I, I still um, think it's great. The confrontation at the end. I mean, that yes. was that, uh, to say it's one of my highlights. Is is but it was gripping. Yeah. It was really gripping because mm. what an absolute arsehole is Kiefer Sutherland in this. Oh, I he's mean, a fucking horrible bastard, isn't he? he? Really is. He's a bully. So this is what just before Lost Boys. When's when was Lost Boys? Uh, Eighty seven, wasn't it? So about a year before. Yeah, they look much younger. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Much younger. Yeah. From reading some other bits, during the filming of this, Corey Feldman had had his first pot experience. Right. Uh, River Phoenix lost his virginity. He apparently came into to, um, the filming one day and said, uh, it, it's happened, I've done it. Like, what? what? You're like 14, 15 or something? Yeah. So they, they all grew up quite a bit during the making of this film. Okay. I don't know. I, I say the whole film is quite a highlight because it's just so well made. The the only thing I'd say is the the story felt a little bit out of place. Right. Um. I don't know why. In terms of this the story, as in I'm talking about the story within the story when they're talking about oh the the, 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 the campfire pie story. right yeah the pie and the I don't know it just it didn't just take me out of it it just kind of went oh okay do, do, do you know what I mean by that I mean it yeah just, I, I guess it's just to prove you know just to demonstrate that Gordy is not just saying he wants to be a writer he can actually write stuff. Mm. I I don't know whether it might have worked with him telling the story right. and not us not having to see it or something. Do, do you know what I mean? The, the fact yeah. that we, it almost felt a bit, not dumbed down, but if he'd have just captivated us with the stories he was right. telling it as opposed to us having to watch it at the same time because, okay. because I, we can't imagine it ourselves or something. Yeah, I guess that could become quite quite static. Really. I, guess, I guess the film is just the four guys and then yeah, exa- yeah. the, yeah, the yeah. chance to get somebody else in. I love it. I think it's a nice little break. And it, again, it's just, just a, a demonstration of, of, of you know, kids that are around telling each other stories. For me, it, uh, yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, and, and obviously, like you were saying about the, the, the end, just before that where, where Gordy actually does, you know, he finally breaks down and cries about his brother. Yeah. That's such a beautiful moment. A really beautiful moment. Yeah, maybe some of the acting isn't quite... <sighs> But they're kids. You've got to remember the 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 young kids, and you know what what comes across on screen is phenomenal. And it's the yeah. same with uh, River Phoenix when he's telling the story about his teacher re-stealing the milk money. So oh, that's horrible, isn't really it? Really nasty. Isn't and it? bought a skirt or something yeah. like that, and you're like, what? Bitch. Anyway, for me, one of the one of the, one of the, the worst bits is when that walk back when they when he says, you know, we hardly spoke, mm-hmm. and then they go their separate ways. But he still gets in that little bit about Vern finding a penny on on the road. I really like that. And apparently, where it happens in that town, every 23rd of July, I think it is, they have a standby me day, and they've actually put a penny into the road. No. Yeah. So oh. That's pretty cool. I like that. That's, that's, that's adorable, man. Yeah. Two for flinching. 
<laughs> Anything else, bud? I mean, there's a few fuck-ups in it, actually. And again, a bit more fucking sponsorship from Coke. It uh, turns up uh, every now and then. But not as much as last week's. No. <laughs> no, definitely uh, not. <laughs> there's a few boom mics that sort of crop in. Um, and Vern's mic pack falls out of his leg. Oh, Did see, you, I didn't notice any of that. You know, the, the uh, it's towards the beginning of the film when Teddy tries, he wants to do the train dodge. And Chris drags him off the yep. train track. As they're walking away, Vern's mic pack falls out of his leg, trouser leg. So he just sort of kicks it along and just carries on. I did not see that. <laughs> uh, and um, even before that, in the treehouse, Will Wheaton just looks straight down the camera. He's looking at the camera. and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, there's a few places where they could have gone with it, like maybe an alternate take or, or just gone again, but. It's it's just uh, I think it's just being churlish picking out things like that. But and also someone that's yeah, this is my first proper time of watching it. Yeah, didn't know it's a fucking thing. That's good. That's good. Okay then. On that note, should we take a wee break? Yeah, I'm starting to feel fuzzy already though. <laughs> yeah, me too. Let's have some more seco. <laughs> Daz, have you heard of Patreon? No. Well, back along, you could become a patron of a show, etc. You can do exactly the same thing now, but in a modern twist. What, like for our show? Yeah, for our show, yeah. Okay, tell me more. So what you can do is uh, support us by signing up to patreon.com forward slash 80s adventure. There's, there's four different tiers at the moment. But what, so can... people pay and, and that enables us to do... Yeah, we're, we're more stuff, but yeah, also there's rewards for them as well, ranging you know, from a, a very small reward right up to bigger, bigger, bigger rewards and a lot more fun content content from us so what could people get in return uh you can get early access you can get your name on your website as a supporter nice. you can get a vote on one of the episodes we do each month what people actually get to vote on what film yeah and also maybe a, a q a something like that have a few drinks with us fantastic so yeah. all you have to do is head to patreon.com forward slash 80s adventure i'm on my way now bye And, and we're, we're back. back. Yep, and Darren just got two for flinching. This is part two <laughs> of Darren and Matt's Ace's Adventure, where we are looking at Stand By, by Me. Episode 40, though. That's unbelievable. I know. We've got nearly a year. <laughs> oh. Christ on a bike, as they say in the Doodoin. As they say in the Doodoin. So, um, <laughs> a little bit of alternate casting, I guess. Yeah. Apparently, Ryder was having trouble casting the writer, as in... Yeah. Okay. Uh, his, he had David Dukes. Right. Who's and that? Uh, Michael McKean, apparently. Okay. Before settling... And apparently, uh, Richard Dreyfus was his high school friend. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I like Richard Dreyfuss. I think he's I mean, he's fantastic in pretty much everything I've seen him in. I yeah, think. he's such a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the story, though, about um, the producers. Right. Stage show. Do you remember this? Probably about 10, maybe, I actually remember 15 years ago. When it first came across to the UK, mm-hmm. he was uh, in the stage show, went on a, a, a panel show, an interview show on, on, yeah. on British TV, and said something like, don't bother coming for the first few months because you know, it'll take time to settle in, but your tickets for... And they fired him. <laughs> they removed him from the production. It's like that's a bit harsh. Okay. Yeah. 
Hang yeah. on. So Nathan Lane did that, didn't he? In town, I think. I don't know. I think he got brought in to replace somebody. Maybe he got. Maybe it was. Maybe it was that then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, River Phoenix. He auditioned for the part of uh, Gordy. Of Gordy, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank God he didn't get it because mm. I think he's he's just phenomenal as Chris. And also, uh, Sean Astin. How very um, topical. Yeah. For, for, well, for at time of recording. Time of recording, but yeah, yeah just a month ago, at time of release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Sean Astin, <laughs> uh, 50, 50, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Stephen Dorff and Ethan Hawke were all, all considered Dorf. for um, okay. Gordy. Right. Stephen Dorff, I, I can, hasn't I, I heard for a while. I could see Stephen Dorff and Ethan yeah. Hawke, though, and actually Astin, to be fair. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're all they're all very competent and good actors. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so the cast itself is, I mean, it's very strong. Yeah. Very strong. Very, very strong. Yeah, Jerry O'Connell, what a find. All right, let's start with Jerry. Okay, then. I love him. So, I absolutely fucking love him. And it was his him. first film. First film he ever did, yeah. Uh, but you, you would never know. I would, ne- do you know what? I know Jerry O'Connell. Not yep. IRL, right? <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I used to watch him on sliders, and yep. I've seen him in many, many films and many, 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 many. <laughs> uh, if you if you don't know the reference, then please go back to Police Academy uh, yeah. Yeah. and listen to that. Uh, yeah, I hope back catalogue is available. Uh, yes, it is. But I would never say that's Jerry O'Connell. No, it, 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 when you know it's him, and of you course, look, you go, course. "Oh yeah." It was. Yeah. I think I saw him in. Was it, was it? Was it in one of the Scream films? Is it Scream Two that he's in? He's in. Yeah, he is yeah. in one. Of the, yes. Uh, and I remember seeing him in that. That um, was really informative, wasn't it? He is in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they're used to that by now. But yeah, I remember seeing him in that and uh, and it was like, is it? It can't be. Fucking hell, it is. It's Vern. Yeah, unbelievable. What a transformation. Mm. If only that had happened to me. It's still time. Oh, thanks, um, thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Yeah, he. Uh, it was a nice character. The way he played it was just he's funny. really nice. It's, he's, he's, I mean, they're all, they all have their moments of light relief, but Vern's is that sort of... If anyone's going to put a foot in something, it's going to be Vern. If anyone's going to get the secret not wrong, it's going to be Vern. Yeah, but you know, I mean, there was, there was a trope in the eighties of doing that, like with Chunk, I guess, in Goonies as yeah. well, that having the clumsy fat kid or whatever else. Yeah. So it's in. W- He's not actually that fat, though, is he? No, but it's in that's that that was his his sort of role, and that I guess that's some of the roles that the eighties films did. But yeah. I think they they escaped that trope in this one to a degree because yeah. he had some of the characteristics, but he wasn't that stereotypical. No, always kind of yes, he did mention food a few times, but it wasn't like the whole his whole character was based around food or mm. whatever else. You know, exactly, whole, exactly. Yeah, I mean that that whole bit about the penny jar, I thought that was genius. Oh, it's, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Nine months, man. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I said that's one of my questions. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Vern. Vern is probably my favourite character there. Yeah, because he is the light relief in a way, and just, just maybe, maybe I identify with him more because you know I've been sort of picked on for for being the fat kid. I just think he's fantastic. I can cut. Um, Teddy. Yes, issues. Real issues to poor bastard. Yeah. Uh, and apparently um, at the time, Corey Feldman was going through exactly the same sort of, not exactly the same sort of thing, but was having real issues with his parents as well. Right. And going through a lot of shit in, in his life. So um, life imitating art, I suppose. I mean, we, we we like him. We like Feldman a lot. We've done a few of his films. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, again, uh, check out the back catalog. Three? Is it three we've done? Lost Boys. Lost Boys, Goonies. and License to Drive. Uh, four? Yeah. So four Feldman. Four Feldman. Well, he was one of the kings of the 80s when he was. Yeah, really was. I can't. This is our fourth Feldman. Jesus. Yeah. That's good, though. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. Maybe if I'm being a bit fussy, sometimes I can't understand some of the words he's saying. 
maybe that's that's part of the characterization. I don't know. But he's funny in this. He's really funny. But also, he has a real backstory that that, 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 that just grams you. Mm-hmm. You know, his his dad treats him like shit, but he still absolutely adores his dad. Yeah, brilliant, absolutely it, brilliant. Very brave of I I don't know. It must be in the novella. Uh, the whole burning the ear and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's quite. Yeah, and I think they fit an awful lot into an hour and a half. They really do. I mean, uh, it, as, as you say, it was a novella by Stephen King. It was adapted by Raynald Gideon and Bruce Evans. Is that um, just off the top of your head? Yeah, <laughs> I remember watching it on the on the documentary. I thought I have to mention them because I think Raynald Gideon was one of the producers as well. Came up with the money for the it film was in London with Richard Dreyfuss. <laughs> yeah okay uh, we've had a bit of prosecco i'm a bit fuzzy now we're both getting fuzzy uh, fantastic how like you say writing that sort of thing in uh, and the whole um writing in the penny things if it's not in the, the original novella that's just a, a, a very funny thing to do it's, it's a great do you know a more organized podcast would have read the novella <laughs> yeah well i've got it i like i say i don't know where the fuck it is we should have found it man we should we should have gone, gone on a little yeah. stand by me mission to nice. find it we should have done that so, yeah. Darren and Matt were in their 40s. <laughs> Did you ever have friends like when you were in your 40s? Jesus. Never, never. <laughs> <laughs> okay, River Phoenix. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what a performance. He's cracking. Yeah. And he really cares. That's what I think that's what makes it even more heartbreaking, the fact that he comes from bad stock. And it, it just never stands a chance. would never be given a chance in the town. And he says at the end, I'll, I'll never escape this place or whatever the line is. I'll never get out of this town. But he uh, did. And he does. Yes. Yeah. Which makes it even more heartbreaking when you find out he broke up a fight. Because he, he, he does play the peacemaker most of the time, in, even with the boys when they fall out. And then to, to find out he gets stabbed in the neck mm. or in the throat and, and dies. It's just, oh, it's heartbreaking. And like we said, especially when you know what happened eight years later to River Phoenix himself. You know, um, I, I, I struggled with that today a little bit. Like, and I was like, okay, so it's it's a line, it's one line, and it's a fade away. Yeah. But it it really would be a different film without that line. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, if yeah. that makes sense, I mean, it's just it is just a line and a fade away, kind of what happens in the future. But I think that changes the whole tone of the film, and yeah. well, the, the whole reason he's looking back on it. It's because, it's because of him. Newspaper, yeah. And the fact that they were best friends and the other two were so good friends, but on the periphery and they lost touch later. And those two, dis- yeah. and yeah, what's the line? I hadn't seen him in 10 years. More than 10 years, yeah. More than 10 years, but I'm going to miss him. Yeah, it's true. I mean, without bringing the podcast down, because it's, it's supposed to be light and stuff. I, I remember when I found out that he died, I think it was 93, wasn't it, outside the Viper Rooms or, or Viper Club, whatever it's called, because he'd taken some, some dodgy drugs. I was so fucking angry with him. So fucking angry. Uh, I felt really let down because I'd I'd loved this film. I'd loved his performance, and and he, you know things like I'm a private Idaho and stuff like that. He had so much potential, and I've I, from a purely selfish personal point of view, I thought he fucking let me down. Mm. Really did, and I was absolutely. I mean, I had no right to be uh, in mourning, if you like, without sounding all over the top. But I was really pissed off at what he'd done. It was um that was Johnny Depp's club, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. 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 I do. I remember it happening because it was uh, around the time of Interview with the Vampire. Right. And he was meant to be playing the interviewer. Okay. And Christian Slater took over after right. he, he passed. I mean, like I say, I don't have the right to, 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 to feel that way because fucking hell, we've all done stupid things with our lives. And, and yet, it just shows how. It's crazy, man. How it, one bad decision can just. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that year we lost Brandon Lee as well. Was that that year as well? Yeah, 93. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. It's crazy. And and it just, it all seems so long ago now as well, yeah. doesn't it? I, I mean, mean, if you count in terms of years. 
Only <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, let's quit. Should we have a drink to, to, to River Phoenix and Brandon Lee then? Yeah. Yeah. God rest you wherever you are. Okay. On to um Will Wheaton. <laughs> yeah, immortalized now uh, and ruined forever by Family Guy. I've I've always liked Will Wheaton ever yeah. since Star Trek. Yes. Next Generation he was in, wasn't he? Yes. And I think Will Wheaton is very aware. I mean, the actor, not the character, but he's very well aware of who he is. He cropped up many times on uh, The Big Bang Theory. Right. As uh, like a, a as a heightened version of himself. Nice, nice. And, you know, he, he's, he strikes me as someone that's actually very cool. I mean, you're not going to turn your back on a film like this, are you? A film that means so much no. to so many people. I mean, it'd be nice if you could spell Will. But um, <laughs> oh, a up, a up. I'm surprised Booth you never. Kicking it. I'm surprised uh, you I, never picked hey, up on that. Hey, come say, come say. If, if if he wants to spell his name like that, the wrong way. That's what he <laughs> <laughs> No, he is superb in this. Yeah, um, he's he's great. The, the original version of the 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 script that came out because there was a different director assigned to it first. I can't remember their name now, but they also directed Nine and a Half Weeks. And Nine and a Half Weeks overran, mm. so they had to withdraw, and uh, in came Reiner. And he, and, and he had nine and a Half Weeks had to withdraw. Hey! hey. <laughs> don't get it. If you don't know, Nine and a Half Weeks is a Rudy film. Dirty. It was. Filth. When I was growing up, it was like, have you seen Nine and a Half Weeks? <laughs> it was It was like porn when we were yeah. growing up. Well, there, there was that or um, Fatal Attraction. <laughs> that, that was in the, um, the, the, the bank. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, yeah, uh, Reiner comes in and, and and reads the script, and and it was it was unfocused. I think he said it was just about the four boys, and it was his idea to change it to to concentrate on you know, our way into the story is through Gordy. Yeah, and that's a, a I think that's absolutely the right decision. Yeah, I think so. And he is superb. I will say though that Will Wheaton nowadays does not look like Richard Dreyfus. Well, then I take it all back. This one yeah, is dreadful. It's fucking awful. What the fuck were they playing at? <laughs> <laughs> Bless him, uh, and, and and he's heartbreaking in this, and, and the the relationship between him and, and and Denny, his elder brother, is beautiful. They're, they're so close. Yeah, I mean, we uh, yeah, so John Cusack. I mean, very, very, very small part, but yeah. very integral. And yeah, it's such an understated performance, and you just love him. Yeah, you just absolutely love him. I mean, there's lots of uh, there's lots of other smaller parts in this that I don't think we need to delve into, but I suppose the one we do need to talk about, yeah, is uh, Ace. What an absolute ace hole! Yeah, he is an ace hole. Uh, but I mean, how good is Kiefer always? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how old he was there, but it was just before Lost Boys. Yeah. Well, Kiefer was born in <laughs> night, night in London. I didn't know that. So he was about 20 years old when he did the film. Uh, and what an absolute bastard he is, well, as a character. Yeah. Ace is a fucking horrible bastard bully. Uh, he's, he's king of his own little fucking empire. Not just that. I mean, I, he's, there's something very dangerous about yeah, him. Yeah, really dangerous. You know, he, I do believe him when he says at the end that he, you know, he's perfectly prepared to kill Chris Chambers mm. to take the, the credit for the body, even though Chris Chambers' brother is still right next to him. Yeah. I, see, that's that's because I've only seen it once. That I didn't know if they were going to go down this route of you, you know, years later when he got stabbed. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I mean, I think that would have been too far and very. Yeah. You know, that uh, would have been very not Hollywood. Well, yeah, a little bit Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. Years later, I'm glad he, they he didn't got do stabbed. That. I in never the even neck. thought about that. I'm mm. glad they didn't. It, it would have been a bit of like an ooh, he did get his revenge then. Yeah, but I don't... he didn't need it. No, exactly. Didn't need it. And kids threaten each other all the time when when, when people yeah. fall out and stuff. Fucking kill you, Darren. <laughs> Shit your feet to piss on your windscreen. Well, I don't know. Piss on my what windscreen? I don't know. <laughs> piss on your windscreen. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> I'll piss in your bird bath. 
be warned. Okay, good. <laughs> but yeah, no, Kiefer is just, I, I, I've always liked him. I think he's a really, he's a really, actor, really good actor. He's a shit in this. I hate him. He's a shit, yes. Uh, so it's our second Kiefer. Is it? I thought we'd done, I, I guess so, yeah. All right. We've done 40 episodes now. I can't remember every single one. It's getting fuzzier, isn't it? Yeah. That could be the Prosecco. But also, a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff is when we're prepping for a Sunday recording, yeah. we're also still uploading ones from weeks ago. So you kind of, you're stuck between worlds of like episode 36 and episode 40. and you True. It's all a little bit much, Daz. It's yeah. all a bit much. Yeah, I mean, we released episode 36 today, wasn't it? Yeah. So to, tonight is like, uh, and then when he comes to do the, the five-step challenge or whatever. Oh, it's all, honestly, I hope you fucking appreciate how much effort goes into this. I mean, we drink our asses off for you fuckers. We, that's it. That's the quote that quoted the podcast. We drink our asses off for you fuckers. True that. Anyway, you can tell it's a, it's a, an on-the-nose episode because it's, it, we are getting more drunk than normal. You are. <laughs> on that note, any, any, anything else on the well, cast? I, I, no, I mean, there, there's the other guys in the gang as well. Yeah. The, the couple of older brothers. Again, okay, but it's... There's sort of like a parallel with yeah. the, the younger boys. Maybe that's what the boys, you know, would turn into after five or six years of living in Castle Rock, of being in that town. That's what it turns you into. Yeah. Who knows? So there is that parallel there. Uh, and just one other thing from me, uh, Madeline Swift... She's the, the 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 woman that runs out after after they shoot the gun. Mm-hmm. She comes running out. She was Rob Reiner's assistant, and she got oh. a little role in the film. So that's quite nice. When you mentioned Castle Rock, then as well, I meant to look this up. I've just looked it up. I mean, obviously, there's uh, the, a production company called Castle Rock Entertainment. Rob Reiner's production company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which he set up, I think, the year after this. Or, there, there we yeah. go. That's yeah, that's nice, very nice. Yeah. yeah, and I'd never it's all nice and secular. I don't know the word. Cyclical, yeah. Is that the word? Serendipity. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> some yeah. some sort of word. I need a piss. All right then. So that will take us nicely into part three. See you in a bit. What's going on? Are you all right, Daz? I'm so cold. Why are you so cold? I've lost my favourite Def Leppard T-shirt. Oh, if only I knew somewhere else to buy another T-shirt. Do you know what, Darren? It's funny you should say that because we now have 80s Adventure T-shirts. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you've got to do is head over to 80sadventure.com, click shop and see what we have on offer. It's a way of supporting the show and there's also some fun designs with a lovely 80s feel. Uh, 80s Adventure T-shirts. Oh, uh, I'm going to go to the shop right now. Bye. Darren, it's an online shop. And we're back! Yeah. So, part three of Stand By Me, part yeah. three of Stand By Me. We are absolutely really drunk right now. Yeah, I'm fucking rinsing. If this is your first episode, please, there are others where we are more sober. But If it's your first episode, where the fuck have you been? Well, they might not have discovered this yet, Darren. I don't know why I went and said that. They might have a little brain. <laughs> Um, yeah, so in this section, we will look at the music, yeah. and then we will move on to a quiz, where we, we, we which I would Ooh. like to start calling the impossible quiz. Because, <laughs> I because, don't find it impossible. No, 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 because the questions we ask each other, yeah. if, you, if you've not really studied the film like we have to for these things now, it becomes an impossible quiz. For someone that just yeah. casually watches it, it is an impossible quiz. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, I, I we're start not doing call- a casual film review. No, I want to call it the impossible quiz from now on. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. All right. 
Well, we'll have to put it to the shareholders. Uh, <laughs> shareholders. <laughs> uh, all right. So first of all, let's talk about the music and uh, das wow. music. Wow. Again, uh, as we've said a lot of the last few weeks, actually, um, I've noticed maybe in the last two months, the score and in, in a lot of the films, apart from obviously Empire, has very much original music has taken a backseat to, to yeah. soundtrack songs. It's got a great collection of music. Yes, but, really and. Has. Because I was clocking the music a lot today, because yeah. I, I knew we were talking about it. And what's the chap's name? The actual composer of the original yeah. music, uh, Jack Nietzsche, I yeah. think. Okay. Who was an American producer and composer. He was responsible for things like uh, The Exorcist and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and actually wrote the song uh, Up Where We Belong. No. Yeah. So he's uh, he's a big, big, well-known name. I guess it's like, uh, in terms of original music in this film, maybe... Three minutes, four yeah, minutes. Yeah, because worth I mean, of a lot of the stuff stuff. I heard was a, a, a variation on "Stand by Me." Yeah, yeah, it like, and it works. It works so be- well. Yeah, it works beautifully. Yeah, I mean, the the, the 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 brevity of music in this works to its advantage. It, do, it doesn't ram home the emotion, and I just think it's fantastic. It works. So, the music in in the flashback scenes with Denny is so simple. It's all very very echoey piano. Mm-hmm. And like you say, the, the, a lot of it is 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 a, is a riff on um, the Stand by Me song. Really is, isn't it? Which and apparently they were going to try and get Michael Jackson to record. Stan- really? Yeah, well, yeah. I'm glad they didn't. Um, but they found that the Not Benny thing away from no, Michael but they Jackson found the Benny King was right, which is really difficult to say without sounding like you're saying Benny King, <laughs> Benny King. But Ben yeah. E King's version is yeah. just the ultimate version, though, yes. isn't it? Oh, it's the only version, as far as I'm concerned. Of course, it is. <laughs> Darren doesn't like change, God folks. Damn it. He does not like change. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of songs that are used in this, oh, I, I this... was I was smiling every song that yeah. came on. I was like, oh, there's so many, and the fact they hold back "Stand by Me" until the end credits, yeah, it's really it's, really good. See, that's the thing; it's teased throughout. Yes. Uh, and there's so much. I mean, at the start, lollipop, lollipop, well, yeah. But at the start, you got Rockin' Robin, which is a, a work of genius. That's a great song. You got Great Balls of Fire when they're mm-hmm. playing uh, baseball with the the mailboxes. Oh, um, I ran all the way home, which I'm not very familiar with. And then there's a TV program, The Ballad of Paladin. That's there. Yeah, Let the Good Times Roll, which is a great song by Shirley and Lee. A Book of Love. Who wrote the book of love? That's a good song. lollipop, as, as you say. Every day with Bunny Holly, uh, by Bunny Holly. It's it's just uh, this this for me. This soundtrack is probably. I'm sure I've said this quite a few times. It's uh, just one of the best we've done. You, you must have this on vinyl. No, I've got it on CD. Can you put that on your record player? Or... <laughs> well, I could try. I could try. It would finish very. Very quickly. So do you want this on vinyl? I would love this on vinyl. Ladies and gentlemen, if anyone's listening and would like to send Darren this on vinyl, Please, his you. address is... <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Fuck you now. Who was it? Oh, yes. Yeah, the, the, the song Stand By Me. We remember a few weeks ago we talked about... Was it for La Bamba? Libra and Stoller, who wrote most of Elvis's songs? I th- Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, part of me is remembering... Not just us doing it, but listening to it, because that's how I remember what we talked right. about. Uh, but uh, as well as Benny King, they wrote the song Stand By Me. Oh. So again, another Libra and Stoller song. Just a great, great soundtrack. That's essentially the music in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah. It's a really, really good... We seem to be going back to the 50s all the time. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we've done it with, what, Dead Poets? 
Uh, um, it's, it's 50s and 60s, isn't it? Yeah, that seemed to have been the, 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 the fashion in the 80s to make films set then. And I suppose it, it means because they're already dated, they just look like a 50s movie. So they're, they're, they're not going to date anymore. Whereas if you do like a sci-fi film in the 80s, by the time you get to 2020, yeah. it looks like an 80s sci-fi. Well, that's the thing. An 80s I mean, idea of the future. But also now we're in 2021. Yes. Uh, and films are being made or TV shows and films are being made about the 80s. Exactly. This film has influenced other things that are, you know have come yeah, go, out within yeah. the last ten years. So you've got um, Super Eight, like we were saying earlier. Yeah. No, oh, Stranger Things. It's been an absolute phenomenal. I mean, Stranger Things is like it's like the bastard child of this. Yeah. Uh, the Goonies. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah. there, there's so many. There's so many influences. Yeah. They're all um, in the same vein as as, as this. This films, and the Goonies and the more supernatural stuff. So like E.T. Yeah, I guess. Exactly. I mean, it's got. Yeah. It's, it's got. It's got the the DNA of, of course of something like this. Yeah. But yeah, so that that is an example of what we're watching nowadays that's set years and years and years ago. Yeah, yeah. How okay. Did we there? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anywho, I think we know it's uh, it's time for for us to see what we're doing next week and then finish it. Yep, yep. No, no. I was, I was thinking maybe let's. Uh, well, I mean, if you want to finish it there, I mean, I'm five four in the quiz. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have finished it when I was like four two or something. I know. But... I know. Eyes down for a full house. <laughs> So as you just heard me say, uh, we are on the final episode of of, uh, this round of 10 quizzes. Uh, We are now on a final episode of of our fourth set of 10. So basically, I can't win the year. No, but you could draw equal now this week, which means we go to a tie uh, and have to uh, give each other 10 questions from each of the 10 films we've watched in this set. Yeah. So if I win this week, then that's it. 4-0 to me overall. If, If I don't, then we go to the tie. For those that don't know Darren, that he doesn't like to lose, so he will, he will. <laughs> like, and I'm so glad we chose this film. This is, oh, this is me now saying that, and I'm going to just fuck up completely. Well, you, no, I doubt it. So, shall we start? Yep. Uh, even number episodes, is it me or you? I can't remember. It's you. Okay. I'm odd. That's you, Gordy. Odd as a card. Right then. Question one. Mm-hmm. I'll start nice. I'll start nice. Please, because I've only seen it essentially once. Me, 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 me. What's the population of Castle Rock? Uh, see, I don't want to cheat. It's on my screen. Right. One, I know it's 1,200 and something. So I'm going to get this wrong. I think 1,256. Oh, 1,281. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on my screen and I didn't want to look down. Uh, that's fair enough. I didn't want to look down because... I thought that would... Okay, that's one to me, then. That is one to you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's got evil glint in your eye tonight. Well, no, no. I've got, I've got, to, I've got to go a little bit difficult oh, okay. because, okay. A, this is one of your favourite films, if I'm not wrong. But I haven't watched it for years, to be fair. But, okay, go on. Yep. But you will have noticed a lot of details in it. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, okay. All right. Question number one for you. Yes. So the boys are the other boys, Ace's gang. Yes. They're going around and they're smashing mailboxes. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So on one of the mailboxes, can you tell me like the sort of content of it? But I'm going to look for something specific. What, what do you mean? What, what, by one of the, them? So the first mailbox they smash. The Larson's Home Sweet Home. Yeah. Um, well, what's the, what's the specific you want? I want to know how many flowers there were on oh, it. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> um, four. 
Six. <laughs> Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Roslands, home sweet Roslands, home. Roslands, that was it, yeah. Eight one eight eight one one four. One four. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it had six flowers on it. Right. I was like, do you know oh, what? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a new revenge for because yeah, Darren last week was going to ask me how many fucking oranges, <laughs> but I didn't though, did I? No, but I had to. I've, I've got to try and claw okay. it back some way. Okay, the impossible quiz. Right in Denny's room, there's a university flag on his wall. Mm. What university is it for? I didn't write this down. Um, I didn't write this down, but I clocked it. But I think my brain is fucking with me now. <laughs> That's the Prosecco. Yeah. Uh, is it Michigan? Michigan what? State? Yes, it is. Nice. Yes. <laughs> okay, then. Oh, Two, one to you. Oh, my God. Okay. That's uh, impossible question for question three. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, I basically turned, I, I, I thought it was either that or Milwaukee, but then I was like, okay. oh, Milwaukee's happy days. Okay, um, I'm going to give you a complete the quote for the third question, by uh, the way, because you asked last week when you were okay, drunk for a quote. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, but anyway, your second question. Yes. So, uh, Will Wheaton yes. is sat down and reading a comic. Yes. Okay, and the comic is? Uh, is that the question? Are oh, you going to fucking ask, stitch me up? Just asking. <laughs> no, 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 I can tell. It's uh, well, the one he buys from the shop is True Police Story, so I'm guessing that's the one. No, a uh, True Detective, then. No, oh, I don't know him. He's he's reading Gangbusters. I beg your pardon. But anyway, that's not the question, right? Who's the publisher? Oh, fuck off! Uh, <laughs> it's when he's he's reading the comic and the and the deer right. appears. Oh, that point. Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought he meant at the beginning. Um. Uh, I have absolutely no idea. Hasbro. It's DC. Oh, okay. And that's why I clocked it as well. I was like, oh, fuck, of DC Comics. I should have thought of that. Oh, fuck, it's 3-1 to you then. So my final question to you. I'm not going to read out what you're looking at your screen. Oh, sorry, okay. <laughs> uh, what's the name of the newspaper that reports Chris Chambers' death? I don't know. I did not clock that. Oh, okay, it's the Oregonian. No, I didn't. I didn't okay. get that whatsoever. Uh, if if you got it, I was going to say okay. And what's the date? <laughs> no, I, I I didn't look at that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm guessing two then. I'm guessing the date was. It's uh, Wednesday, the fourth of September, nineteen eighty-five. Okay. All right. So for your third question, you you did ask for a complete I the know, quote. I regret that now. So the quote is, uh, <laughs> uh, it's your favourite character, right? It's from Vern. So Vern is talking, and he says. Oh, yeah, my cousin's like that. Sincerely, she weighs over 300 pounds. It's supposed to be highball gland or something. I don't know anything about highball gland, but Jesus, what a blimp. I'm going to give you it, but no shit, she looks like a Thanksgiving mm. turkey. You're going to give me that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, why not, Daz? Come on. Jeez, how many lines do you want for a complete quote? Well, till the end of, end of the sentence. <gasps> oh, you want a fucking whole speech <laughs> now. Okay, right. So when you get your... I remember that. Well, there remember. was no Jesus as well, but, you know, that's fine. I think it says Jeez. I'm sure it says um, not in, not in the, not in. The, well, I just copied and pasted. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Oh fuck, that's three each. So, are we going to carry on with it for questions? Yeah, why not? Uh, they, they stopped listening hours ago. Of course. <laughs> uh, what cigarettes does Chris steal from his dad? Don't know. Uh, Winston's. Yep, I never heard of them either. No. So they're sat in the junkyard. They're talking, and yes. there's a car behind River Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a number written on it. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. What is it? I think it's something like 236. Perfect. You've done it. (laughs) I I knew it's something you might clock. Yeah. I didn't didn't actually write it down as a question. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, is it? We're going to end it there. Literally, it's 236. You've done it. Wowzers. Okay. Woohoo. Okay. That's 5 3 to me then. Sweet. Some of the other questions? Yeah. Go for it. Uh, What's Gordy's mum's name? Don't know. Dorothy. The the dad does say it when he's telling her off for, for talking about girls. Okay. What does pig stand for? Pig. Oh, oh yes. Um, I can't remember. Pride, integrity, and guts. Yep, that's it. What football jersey does Denny have on his wall, or what's the number on his football jersey? Nineteen. Nineteen. Oh, I went. I went quite cunty with this. What's <laughs> What's the baseball card? Uh, I have no idea. Mickey Mantle. I'd never heard of her. <laughs> uh, what do they call four tails when they toss coins? Oh, I can't remember. A coucher. Uh, what's the first card we see? When they're playing cards in the treehouse. Fucking hell. Yeah, you did go I did cards, go yeah. But I didn't yeah, no use idea. it. Three, no idea. three of diamonds. Okay. Uh, what provisions does Gordy buy from Quidditchados? What All of them. Uh, well, I mean, you only see three. Uh, I mean, he buys a pound and a half of ham. Well, a buck and a half of ham. buck and a half of ham. That's <laughs> hamburgers. it. Hamburgers. Hmm? A buck and a half of hamburgers. Um, and some rolls. Yeah. Which, which change in shot behind yeah, him, by the way. Uh, um, and... I don't know. Four bottles of Coke. Of course. Of course, yeah. <laughs> what was the diner that they shot the uh, the yeah, they shot the gun behind a diner? What was it called? Oh, I've, I, I don't know. Blue it? Point. Okay. Okay. Uh, who trips up Lardas? Is it the mayor? No, it's Bill Travis, the previous uh, champion. Okay. <laughs> this is why I went really arsy. <laughs> what date was the Labor Day picnic? I don't know when Labor Day is. Um, it's going to be September sometime, isn't it? Yeah. I know it's set in September 59, so I'm going to say 4th of September 59. 7th. Oh, damn it. But they walked past the poster for it. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, what's the name of the DJ? I don't know. Uh, boss man Bob Cormier. Uh, okay. Uh, what what time is the snooker pool slash billiards place opened until? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know. So. Oh, 11 p.m. <laughs> 2 a.m. <laughs> Uh, what two uh, TV <laughs> detective shows do Billy and Charlie talk oh, about? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, Highway Patrol and Dragnet. All right. Um, there was also a women's <laughs> auxiliary club quilting bee. What date was that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I couldn't see it completely. I know where it is. It's in the window. Mm. I couldn't see the... No, go on. September the 13th. Oh. What time does uh, the junkyard open? Three. Three. Uh... <laughs> we are arseholes. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying us out there because I'm fucking loving it here. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I even looked up the Mickey Mantle baseball. Game. <laughs> um, yeah, what time was it in the junkyard when they were chatting? Quarter past one. Yes. Yeah. When they all put their money in, how much does each one give? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Gordy gives a dollar two. Chris gives sixty-eight cents. Teddy gives sixty cents, and Vern gives seven cents. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what cola was advertised in the shop? Roller cola, no idea. Royal Crown oh, cola. Okay. Uh, what two fish are mentioned in the film? Oh, I don't know because I don't know fish. Uh, well, I think one of those. He says up. we're going to go catch some whatever. Uh, else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cossies and steelheads. Okay, and my other c- complete the quote yeah. was: He was covered in, uh, with five pies worth of blueberries. The woman who already screamed. Bossman Bob Cormier took one look at Bill Travis and bathed on Principal Wiggins. 
Principal Wiggins bathed on his wife's tits. No. no. He bathed on the lumberjack that was sitting next to him. Mayor Grundy bathed on his wife's tits. Oh, it was but Mayor then, Grundy, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, that would have been my other. That's why I thought I was like, no, I'm going to change it up. Fair enough. Uh, if Vern can only have one food for the rest of his life, what would it be? Um, I don't know. Pez. Cherry flavour Pez. Pez, yes, of course. <laughs> uh, what was the name of the teacher who stole the milk money? Uh, Mrs. Cunt. Uh, oh! Because <laughs> that, that was really horrible what she did. Oh, Lady Simons. Uh, which of the four boys finds uh, Ray Brower's body? Uh, Vern. Vern. Uh, Chris's brother's nickname? Uh, I- Eyeball. Eyeball. Uh, and what's Vern's brother's name? Paul? Billy. Oh, I, Billy. I, I just went eyeball Paul. I threw the looms into a fudge factory. <laughs> well, that's Brilliant. made things a lot easier us than the fact that you want. Yeah, I was actually looking forward to going to a tie break, though. Yeah, I know. Okay. I, know. I, just, I think is, I get I get too compassionate, though, Darren, whereas you've got that killer instinct. Uh, 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 <laughs> what? Compassion? Six flowers on the fucking mailbox? Mm-hmm. But then I, I realised my mistake and I... I yeah, you're a douche. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, that's it. Episode 40 over and done with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we go to last orders? Let's go to last orders. Last orders at the bar, please. Last orders at the bar. So Loving you is easy because I'm, uh-huh. I'm quite drunk now. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there we go. That's episode 40, Done and Dusted. Uh, look at Stand By Me, one of my favourite films ever. And this has been one changed. of my favourite recordings in a while, actually. Yeah, it's been I'm fun. not. I'm not saying I haven't enjoyed the other stuff we've done recently. I fucking hope not. Superman 2 last week. I don't know if I mentioned there's a Donna cut as well, though. Donna. See, I'm a bit hungry now. Oh, yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, um, it was all right. Good. Well, yes. Uh, for those of you who are just joining us at this point in the podcast, we give a Why the hell would up. they join us? Oh, no, yeah, it's in the first time, yeah. We give a little <laughs> sum up, and we uh, give a score out of... Uh, it's out of 10, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 40 <laughs> episodes, mate. Yes, it's out of 10. I don't fucking know. Out of 10 for, for the film. Uh, I, I'm going to start, if, if, if that's all right with you. All right. <laughs> Would you like to go first? No, I mean, you right. have got you have got the, the glass with Mrs. on. If you want to go first, young lady. Ooh, Ooh. that's Fuck what it. I like about you, man. It's absolutely nothing. Ah. <laughs> You're fun. I don't care what they say about you. I love you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> don't care what my mum says about you. It's, yeah, uh, what? It's all true. Filth bag. Um. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if you're still listening, why? Why are you still? Yeah, listening? why are you listening to this fucking drivel? Anyway, I'm going to go first. I love this film. That's I, what your wife said. I love this film. I've always loved this film. I uh, Watching it last night hasn't ruined this film for me. Uh, yeah, a, a film that cost $8 million to make and, and, and recouped $52 million is fantastic. I mean, to be fair, saying. I could probably do it with an iPhone and <sighs> 40 quid. L- nowadays, nowadays. You find you... four kids like that who can play the leads. Well, I think we can de-age us. And uh, that, that I'm one, not that, playing Vern. I didn't oh, say great. play Vern. Pick on the fat kid. Brilliant. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> nice. no, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. Carry on. <laughs> no, I love this film. Um, it's 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 a beautiful, beautiful film full of great songs, great characters. Uh, to me, almost the story is slightly incidental. It's about watching four friends have a bit of an adventure. Yes, I mean, it's a very, very sad uh, story to going to find the body of a, of a kid. But they realise that it shouldn't be an adventure, and it becomes, uh, you know, when they, when they phone in, they report the body anonymously, mm-hmm. 
it's, it's a real realization there, and then when they, when they travel back, you just see that that this is the end of a friendship, and it's really sad. And I love this film, and I will always love this film, uh, and I can't wait to watch this film again. It's quotable, it's it's singable, the tunes, and you know, at the end of the day, could Mighty Mouse beat up Superman? No, no, because Mighty Mouse is a cartoon, yeah. and Superman is not. Ah, okay. Well, anyway, uh, uh, I'm going to say I can't go anywhere other than ten for this. Okay. Interesting. I love this film. Yeah, good. Um, I th- look. I think this film is good. Yeah, as you said, this, there is not a lot of story here, but I think what that affords it is an opportunity to let the characters breathe. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you get so much story that the characters don't have a chance to, you know, we don't get a chance to know them as much as we do in something like this. So, yeah. as you said, the, the story is slightly incidental, and you could tell it was slightly uh, on, on a short. It was a short story by Stephen King, and, it, and now it's a, a film. Um, yeah, you can tell that a bit, but that does, that's not a bad thing nope. because you get nope. to spend time and you get to know these kids. And you know, if it was nowadays, well, yeah, well, okay. What about the bit where they're hanging from the tree, or when they're sort of like swinging uh, underneath the bridge, or they jump on top of the train, and do backflips, yeah. and yeah, do you know what I mean? As opposed to just being a, a story about these kids hanging a out. A bunch together. of kids do what kids do. Yeah. So. Um, I I really enjoyed it, and I I think I've done myself a bit of disservice by not watching it a lot more before because I, I remember when we watched it together when we were like I was in my twenties, you might have been in your thirties, but fuck you. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed it, but I'd never gone back to it since then until today, and yeah, I will do it again sooner rather than later. Good, good. Really enjoyed it, and not just that I, I paid money to buy it, so. Uh, <laughs> no, but it is a good film. A great soundtrack. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I think eight. Nice, good nice. eight. That's a good, good eight. That's great. Yeah, eighteen out of twenty from us. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah absolutely. I think it's 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 deserving of of, of a high score. Yeah, I, I I don't know why I haven't gone ten, but I don't know. I think I've done a lot of tens recently, so I need to hold back on that. Fair enough. But, Fair enough. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so it's it's a cracking film, and and to be fair, eight out of ten, eighty percent is yeah. is very good. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Then on uh, that note, next week, next week, yes. on Darren and Matt's eighties adventure. adventure. <laughs> don't know why I did. That. Yeah, I don't know either. All right, so the tagline for next week's film is: For years, he's been the last word in professional football, American football. Now he's Earth's only chance for a future. Oh, Earth's only chance for a future. Mm. Football player, Earth's only chance for a future. There's another one. Is it Terry Henry? I don't know what that means because I don't like football. <gasps> another another tagline is pathetic Earthlings. Who will save you now? Dun, 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 what are you doing? Dun, dun, dun. I, I'm just thinking. You're thinking. Like, what, what, do you think with noise? Yeah, sorry. I was just, okay, yeah. just checking. And um, apparently he'll save every one of dun, us. Dun, dun, dun. So that is Put next week's... What? what? Are you okay, mate? Sorry, just... You are just... Ooh, I'm out there. I'm out there. So that is <laughs> next week's film. Uh, anything else to add, Darren? No, I want to get more drunk and Oh, yeah, because you, you, you need it. Um, <gasps> bitch. Folks, thank you. This has been episode 40. Yeah. And I do apologise if we've just rambled. But I know we've just rambled. But at the end of the day, I've got to fucking edit this, so balls. Yep. Balls indeed. <laughs> so until next week, uh, where we get to explore this this film, I've been Matt. And I am Darren. Cheersy! Cheersy!
trim the beginning. Trim. Oh. Trim your beginning. Yeah. Trim your end. Don't touch the banister.